Welcome to Worldview from WBEZ. I'm Jerome McDonald. I'm at the Fourth Presbyterian Church on Michigan Avenue. We're celebrating Fair Trade Day in Chicago. It's called the Magnificent Mile of Fair Trade today, and there's 30 vendors here. There's an afternoon full of programs. If you're in the Michigan Avenue area, drop on by. We're right across from the John Hancock Building, and we're raising the banner for ethical commerce today. Chicago Fair Trade is the organization that puts this shindig on. Catherine Bissell Cordova is here. She is the executive director. Great to see you, Catherine. Hi, Jerome. Nice to see you. It's exciting. You put a lot of work into this, and now it's happening. It's it's all going down. It is, and it's not raining. It, it doesn't rain when you're indoors. This is a great thing. <laughs> right. We used to do this outside in Daly right. Plaza, and now we have wisely moved indoors at the Fourth Presbyterian Church. And um, one of the cool things you're doing this year, we're in the space that is cool. You have like an old apartment that used to be here at the Fourth Presbyterian Church. Uh, the, the Hancock Building is right out the window, and you've turned it into this fair trade mecca. We have. It was a clergy house. It was built in 1914, and the clergy and his family, him, yeah, they were all him, um, lived here for many years. And then as Michigan Avenue got built up and it got too loud, they moved. Um, so they use it a bit, the, the space, but um, we asked if we could, yeah, turn it into a fair trade pop-up designer showcase home. And so here we are. So you've got fair trade stuff from A to Z all over this place, and people are touring it as we're doing the broadcast here. You've got fair trade stuff in the refrigerator. You've, yeah. had, you've taken down the pictures and put up fair trade pictures and pillows and desks and bed coverings and the whole nine yards. Yes, we did. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, you got a lot of things programmed today. There's a full afternoon of things. Tell me what's going on here. Sure. So we have um, students from Whitney Young High School out in front of the actual historic water tower handing out fair trade chocolate. We had 5,000 pieces of fair trade chocolate donated. Uh, at 2 o'clock, we're doing a fair trade chocolate tasting here. At 3 o'clock, uh, fair trade 101 led by Chris Solt, who you'll hear from. And then at 4 o'clock... Um, we've got some local B Corps that are going to be doing a workshop on B Corps here. And these are all free and open to all. Explain and then, what a B Corp is. Nobody knows. They, they think that, you know, you're talking about insects or something. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, well, it's, an, it's, a, it's a global movement for ethical businesses. Um, so there's a lot of overlap in, in principles and, and with fair trade. Um, so, yeah, you can, people can come learn more about that. And then we also have um, a marketplace, as you said, a very big marketplace going on. We've got a bake shop that you'll hear about. Um, and then from 5 to 8, we are going to have a social here in the Fairtrade home where we'll have snacks and sips and celebrate. So people can even come by after work and hang they out can. with the Fairtrade people. They sure can. And then also the Fairtrade pop-up home here is going to be open tomorrow and uh, Sunday from 10 to 4. Well, it's really worth walking through because it gives you an idea of how much fair trade can be a part of every aspect of your life. That was the goal. So, yes. And <laughs> also, I think, too, to just showcase how beautiful some of it is. I mean, uh, Beth Black, who's a very active with Chicago Fair Trade and is an interior designer, did it. And everyone from the church is like, oh, my. Yeah, it's it's been transformed. It's really <laughs> They're lovely. They're going to want to keep this stuff. I know. We want to live here. <laughs> <laughs> Also with us is Chris Solt. Uh, he's executive director of Fair Trade, the Fair Trade Federation, which is um, one of the bodies that certifies fair trade in, in, in the, around the world. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, really exciting to be here. I've, uh, it's just uh, a lot of great energy. Um, so I'm with, feel like I'm with my people in this <laughs> space. Yeah, it's really amazing. 
tell us more about the Fair Trade Federation. What do you guys do? Yes, yeah, so um, we uh, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary. We are a trade association of fair trade enterprises, um, businesses that are either um, social enterprises, for-profit, non-profit, um, about 250 uh, in the U.S. and Canada. And actually, um, we use the term verified. Um, the certification is a tool to... Um, to certify as an individual product. Most people are introduced to fair trade through coffee and chocolate. Um, and so you see a certification logo on that. And that lets you know that it's been certified through that supply chain for that one product. For us, we verify an entire organization, everything that they do in their trade practices, environmentally and socially. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really a wonderful organization. I've heard it described as 360 degrees of fair trade uh, yeah. for the organizations that are in your association. <laughs> yeah. what, what, how, do you do, how do you qualify? How do you know you've done that? Yeah, so all of, our, um, all of our fair trade enterprises are verified against nine fair trade principles, which they can, you can look up. I'm not going to list them off. But you can look at, uh, at fairtradefederation.org and, and review all of those principles. And from that, we have a code of practice. And that code of practice states very specifically for every principle how we expect our members to behave as, a, as an organization and how they, we want them to express their values in the marketplace. Um, so 360 degrees of fair trade is our attempt to kind of differentiate the way our members have committed to behaving as a fair trade enterprise fully. And, you know, it's a big commitment, I mean, to, to become a member. And there's lots of different ways in which to practice fair trade in, in our marketplace. And so our members just use that term to try to differentiate the way that they've specifically chosen to do it. Would you say your members are there for the highest calling of fair trade? I, I, I think they probably would say that because it's not an easy thing to commit to behaving every specific way, every conceivable way um, in an ethical and socially and environmentally responsible manner. So, yes, they, they are a proud bunch, um, and they, you know, they've made a pretty bold decision. So that is a way to kind of to express that. Yeah, now, a bunch of them are here. I know Mata Traders is, yep. is on your board and, and is, is involved yep. with your organization, and they, they make uh, women's clothes. It's uh, largely from South Asia. Yep. Uh, and what other organizations are, 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 are here with you? Yeah, so we have, uh, I mean, so Cause Gear, um, 10,000 Villages, Sandpiper, Refugee, um, Venture Imports, World Finds, Tully is ours. I mean, there's so oh, many. And bunch. Catherine, Catherine, Glanced over how many people are here, how many organizations are here. It's there's a lot. I'd say what, forty five, fifty, um, and they're all in the Chicago area. Chicago, um, if if uh, you know residents of Chicago don't know this, Chicago should be very proud um, as a community, as a city, to their commitment to fair trade. Um, it's just a hotbed of ethical and fair trade activity. So I wanted to make sure we were here to help support our members and to help support Catherine and their wonderful organization and all the young people that are here um, because really Chicago's got it going on. Uh, how did you get involved in fair trade? What, what brought you to it? Yeah, um, so um, I, I was introduced to fair trade through a trip through Canada um, to Niagara on the lake. Um, there was a little gift store there called 10,000 Villages and bought a mask from Indonesia, and then I learned about the mission, and then years later became um, involved in the organization itself, and then I ended up 
Um, I, I used to work for Borders when they were around back in the day, um, just passed by their old location on Michigan Avenue, um, doing training. And so I started uh, working with 10,000 Villages um, in a training capacity, um, training stores all around the country to be better uh, and more effective retailers. So I worked with 10,000 Villages for about a decade before I joined the Fair Trade Federation. I, you know what? One of the things that just being associated with Chicago Fair Trade over the years has made me realize is how much it's grown and how you really can fill up every aspect of your life, every part of your house. And I used to kid Catherine and about not enough men's clothes and yes. things like that. Yes, <laughs> but, I'm but, with you. But I'm wearing, I'm wearing the men's hoodie now, and I've got the ties, and I, I've got the shoes. Uh, you know, it's um, yeah. you can do the whole thing now. You can ethically pursue your life. Absolutely. Um, and I'd say, um, you know, we just had our 25th anniversary conference um, last month in Austin, Texas. And one of our speakers challenged us to say, in 25 years, we really want fair trade to be irrelevant. And we were like, whoa, that's provocative. And then she said, well, we want it to be the norm. We want fair trade to be the way that everyone trades globally. Because the reason why fair trade exists is because of global inequality, right, and, and post-colonialism. And so fair trade says that we actually are, can trade in an equitable way, that the artisans and farmers and, and producers can be treated as equals and they are at the table as equals, despite our, our global history. Um, so I agree with you that there is a lot not more available, and this showcase, this Pop-up home is just a testament to that. It's really remarkable. I've never been in a space that's had this many fair trade products before. It's wonderful. But I would say that there's still so much more opportunity if you look at conditions around the world with, with labor conditions. If it comes, you know, we've made some inroads and, and conditions are better, but there's so much more opportunity. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged, but I'm also, you know, I think that there's a lot more work that we need to do. More toys. That's my next thing. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> something like that. It seems yeah. like there's almost like a manufacturing sector that needs to, needs to go. Toys are a challenging product category, uh, specifically because of you know, safety and testing. But um, I can just put in a plug. If you go on to FairTradeFederation.org and look through our members, you can find some toys for children that are really amazing. Um, but, yes, I agree. There could be more. All right. Well, it's been great talking with you. Chris Stolt is executive director of the Fair Trade Federation. He's going to be speaking at 1 o'clock. No, if you, 3. One, 3 o'clock? Yeah. 3 o'clock. Okay. It says 1 o'clock. Oh, that's 3. It says 3. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong. He's going to speak at 3 o'clock here at um, the 4th Presbyterian Church on Michigan Avenue right across from the John Hancock building. And, um, uh, Catherine, we're going to swing over and meet a couple other of your friends uh, here from Chicago Fair Trade. Uh, Laura McMahon is here. She is co-CEO of Suzu Accessories. It's a business member of Chicago Fair Trade. And Nikki Payne-Wetz is here. She is founder of Cologne 2, a ethical fashion company and a business member of Chicago Fair Trade. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Now, Laura, um, tell us a little bit, for people who don't know what Susu is, you are wearing one of the fine bags that is manufactured by people in Colombia, and you're from Colombia yourself. Uh, familiarize us with your thing. I am, born and raised. So yeah, um, Colombia alone has over 100 indigenous tribes, and we with Susu work with one of them. They're the Wayu indigenous tribe in the north of the country, and the women of the tribe, they're expert needers, and their tradition goes back generations. I grew up around it, seeing their art and their craftsmanship, and seeing how they was always undervalued and underpaid. 
Um, and uh, years later, after I moved here, me and my partners um, decided, well, it was my cousin's idea to see, like, we never seen anything like that here. And so we started working with them. Fast forward five years later, we worked directly with over 350 YU needers, women heads of households that have a steady income working with us. That's fantastic. Yeah, creating our own collections and uh, make sure that uh, people understand that handmade and fair can also be high fashion. And the bags are just gorgeous, and you're selling them all over the planet now, and Mm -hmm. you were telling us before, your um, Japan is hot. Yeah, our biggest market is Asia, so China, Thailand, Korea, they love them. Um, And so, yeah, they found us through the internet, thank God for that, because we have never been in China. And uh, yeah, they love them, and they buy every month, and... uh, you know, handmade is important there because they really can make it themselves. <laughs> you know how China makes tries to make everything themselves, and so that's been huge for us. Now, you and your friend Nikki have something, um, some something brewing here we want to talk about. But I want to learn something about Nikki's organization, Kaluntu. I don't know yours is one of the organizations I don't know much about, but I know you're wearing several feathered objects that seem to <laughs> indicate that you are in the feathered object business. That's correct. So everything is handmade in South Africa from ostrich feathers. Um, and again, all fair trade, sustainably sourced and environmental friendly on the dyes and stuff like that, um, made by women mainly. And yeah, beautiful earrings, cups, everything. How, how did you get into this? You're originally from South Africa, I am, I'm yes. judging. And I love these products. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm very happy to bring them to the ladies of America so they can have something fabulous also. All right. It's, uh, they are they they are a big product. That, that is like a, there's a lot. Of, this is a um, vivid pink purse and vivid turquoise feathered earrings that you're wearing. Yes, we have a lot of black and muted colors for the Chicago people who don't love color. <laughs> <laughs> I love the color, but um, it's a hard sell in Chicago and New York. So yes, we do have the muted colors. Well, now tell me about the thing that you guys are doing. You guys are gonna. You had there was a very successful uh, Chicago Fair Trade pop up shop over the. Christmas holiday mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and you guys are gonna do your own Laura yeah so we are super excited because for years now Catherine has been telling us uh, Chicago Fair Trade business members that she can help us as much as she can but we should do it ourselves <laughs> and uh, take the baton and this year Nikki uh, another um, sustainable designer that she's not here right now Emily and myself decided well now is the time and so we are very fortunate to have partnered up with now over just 30 vendors, sustainable vendors, most of them members of Chicago Fair Trade from amazing curated goods from all over the world, all of them handmade, um, things from home, local artists. We have a beautiful painter and then two other artists that are gonna be featured there. Um, we have uh, you know, clothing, obviously handbags, jewelry. And um, yeah, so it's gonna be a three month pop-up and we're super excited about it. So where is this three month pop-up space of ethically sourced material coming? So it's gonna be in Lincoln Park, um, corner of Webster and Clybourne at Webster Place. So plenty of space, parking, um, there's movies, gym, Barnes and Nobles, all kinds of stuff. So plenty of other things to draw um, around there. And we'll be doing events every every day almost. So every Thursday night will be a different charity who will benefit from the sales. Um, and then we'll be doing things like Mystic Monday for meditation and um, sign baths and clothing swaps and a lot of educations also, educating people on what is fair trade, um, fair mine gold, um, all kinds of things. All the products that we'll sell, the people will be able to take a day to explain their products to the public. Well, and- 
And I would add Kevin, Chicago yes. Fair Trade is going to be there and not running the whole thing, which is nice, but we're very happy to be there. And we are actually our next member mixer. Um, we're, we signed up. We were the first ones, I think, to sign up for Thursday night. So Thursday, June 13th from 530 to 8 um, will be Chicago Fair Trade's summer mixer at the Guild, it's called, at... Um, Webster Place. All right, great. So um, if people want to know more about the Guild, how, where, where should they go? Is there social media already? Are you talking Absolutely. about Absolutely. So we're on Instagram at, shop, at shop, the, shop the Guild, and we're on Facebook at The Guild. Shop the Guild. So Shop the Guild everywhere, and our website is going to be up and running, I believe, this next week, and it's theguild.global. All right, so that sounds like a fantastic effort, and people can do this for three months from um, June first. June first to so basically all summer, mm-hmm. all summer long. And then you know what? Thursday nights, get out of work, don't go home, come have a drink with us, learn about fair trade. We're going to have amazing performances. We're going to have a, a flamenco um, performance by local dancers <laughs> one day. We're going. We're partnering up with local charities. Um, there's going to be amazing classes, and so you don't have to feel guilty about shopping, and we have Prosecco, so there you go. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Um, well, thanks very much for joining us, and good luck with the Guild. Uh, and then Laura McMahon is co-CEO of Susu Accessories. Um, what's your website if people want to look at these unbelievably good-looking purses? Susuaccessories.com. And Nikki Payne-Wetz is the founder of Coluntu. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Coluntu, yes. And what does it mean? Coluntu means community, and that's all we're about, community and building work for people. Um, unemployment in South Africa is extremely high, 45%. So for us to be able to create jobs for women is really important for us. And you've got a website and everything too? Yes, coluntu.com. Thanks very much for joining us, Nikki Payne-Wentz and Laura McMahon and Catherine Bissell-Cordova sure. will be around all the time. Yeah, and one thing I forgot too, at 12.45, we're going to be sampling uh, Farmer's Fridge right here under the arches at Fourth Presbyterian Church. So come on over and try Farmer's Fridge with Fairtrade Quinoa. Uh, we're going to talk to them later in the show, I hope. Farmer's Fridge, yes. that'll be great. You can even hear the traffic going by <laughs> on Michigan Avenue. We're at the Fourth Presbyterian Church. And uh, we'll be back with more after the break, and we'll learn about some of the young people of Whitney Young who are getting involved in fair trade. I'm Jerome McDonald, and you're listening to Worldview on WBEZ. Listening to Worldview on WBEZ. I'm Jerome McDonald, and we are at the Fourth Presbyterian Church right across from the John Hancock Building on Michigan Avenue, and we're celebrating Fair Trade Day today. There are lots of people here at the Fair Trade Expo. It's called the Magnificent Mile of Fair Trade, and if you duck into the uh, Fourth Presbyterian Church, you can find 30 Fair Trade vendors. There's a series of programs going on this afternoon. It's really fun and awesome. We're in the Fair Trade House. It's an apartment that's been turned into a display of Fair Trade items. Uh, there's a meditation cushion that is Fair Trade, a Susu. Uh, purse, a high fashion purse. There's pillows. 
The desk is fair trade. It's a beautiful wooden desk. It has a um, uh, fair trade candle on it, fair trade books. There's a fair trade backpack sitting there from Cause Gear. There is a full bed full of linens that are all fair trade, and the bed's fair trade. If you open up the dresser, there is socks in the fair trade drawer. Uh, there's fair trade dresses hanging, wall hangings. Uh, we're surrounded by fair trade stuff in the fair trade house. We're going to listen to a little toast, and then we're going to run out onto Michigan Avenue with them, and we're going to talk to people about fair trade and give away fair trade chocolate, and we'll see what the response of the people is. But uh, let's hear the toast for Whitney Young here on WBEZ. Hello, everybody. Welcome. And we've got a full fair trade pop-up house. This is incredible. Thank you all for being here. I already talked to you guys, so you know. But this beautiful home, and a huge round of applause to Beth Black, who pulled this all together. The thing is, if you saw, we really should have had before and after photos, because <laughs> it's pretty much unrecognizable in here. It's so gorgeous. Um, and I want to welcome two, we have two Toastmasters today. Um, we have Chris Solt, who's traveled here from Pennsylvania. He's the executive director of the Fair Trade Federation. And we have Marilyn Antonique, um, who has, was a founding member. She's been involved with Chicago Fair Trade since the, the early days and has been doing fair trade big time in Chicago at her old St. Pat's, her congregation, as well as throughout Chicago. And is a, we, last year, we gave her an award, the Trailblazer Award, um, for having blazed so many trails in fair trade in Chicago. We also gave the other award to Ms. Boyle for the Change Maker Award. But yeah, so, so we just, yeah. Okay. All right, so you can see me. Hello, everyone. Hi. Good morning. Um, I'm really excited and honored um, and humbled to be here. Um, uh, looking out into this sea of shining, smiling, fair trade faces gives me a lot of hope. Um, knowing that you all are the future generation um, that will help change our world, right? That's why we're here. We know that the people who grow our coffee, chocolate, food, um, make the cotton for our clothes, um, we, we know that and hope that when we eat that food and when we buy those products and, and wear those, the, uh, that, those clothes, that, that doesn't have to come at the cost of their dignity or their environment or their opportunity. So I just wanted to thank you for being here and committing yourselves to fair trade. Thank you. Idaho, scary, I think I'll deal. <laughs> What a joy it has been to talk to so many of you young people. You are an amazing group, and I know the credit goes to your teacher, Ms. Boyle, here, who you all say is the most passionate teacher you have, right? A big hand for both of all of you, as my friends. Yeah. 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 It's a real honor to be here with you today and to toast each, each one of you for what you are doing for fair trade. Your generosity, your commitment, your excitement, your enthusiasm are an inspiration to those of us who've been on the path for a while. 
and it's so wonderful to know that the future is in good hands such as yours. You are a gift to all of us, and keep up your enthusiasm. Find new ways to spread the word and to be a part of this wonderful movement, which is also connected to the whole environmental movement that you, I know is so important to many of you. So thank you, and we honor you, and we thank you. It's a joy to be with you. So let's have a toast. And a toast to Whitney Young, to the students, to the staff, and to all of you who work so passionately for fair trade. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. first fair trade designated school, Whitney right. Young. Great job, everybody. Now, go forth. <laughs> Now we're going to hit the streets with Whitney Young, and um, it was a great toast there, and uh, that was really fun, Catherine. Thank you. I thought so. Getting a little verklempt over here. <laughs> this is wonderful. All right, we're gonna we're gonna bolt into the street now. Need a jacket? Are you good? I am good. Okay. We're going outside. So now we're out in front of Water Tower Place, and we're going to be with the kids of Whitney Young High School. They've poured onto the scene in this little park area around Water Tower. They've got great big signs. They've got bags of chocolate. They're going to talk to people about fair trade, get a few of them to go over to the Fourth Presbyterian Church across from the John Hancock Building and uh, go in and see some of the, the pop-up boutique there. And uh, we've got some young people here right now. Hi, who are you? Hi, my name's Genesis, and I go to Whitney Young High School. Um, so basically, we're here just uh, talking about chocolate and like the chocolate industry, and how there's a lot of uh, child labor in the chocolate industry. So um, yeah, we're like here. <laughs> That's awesome, and um, we're about to begin uh, talking to people, actual passers-by. Uh, you've got a lot of your friends here. Uh, let's run around and check some of them out. <laughs> With these fire trucks stop going by. Oh, okay. So, um, Chicago Fair Trade Chocolate, um, we're basically trying to wear, raise awareness for um, Fair Trade Chocolate. And because there are a lot of people who come from bad conditions and are underpaid and it's a lot of child labor, um, Chicago Fair Trade is a organization that supports fair wages and safe working conditions. So we're trying to raise awareness for them. Are you giving your stand up this? Right. Would you like some free fair trade chocolate? Sure, I'm with them. But I'm oh, okay. Some <laughs> uh, do you know where your chocolate is made or how? Well, these are, uh, this chocolate is, the cocoa is grown without any child labor. Fair wages across the board of, you know, growing, manufacturing, right? Better than a muffin, it's chocolate. We have free fair trade chocolate today for Chicago Fair Trade Day. Free chocolate. Chicago Fair Trade chocolate, free today. I'm so full from eating <laughs> chocolate. It's a sad fact that more than 2 million children work under illegal and often very dangerous conditions in cocoa. They're not able to go to school. This is child labor and it is not acceptable. An easy, happy solution is to choose fair trade chocolate. When you buy fair trade chocolate, you're supporting fair wages, safe working conditions, and getting children to school. 
make your purchases count. So I filled them in on um, fair trade chocolate and just the entire fest at Fourth Presbyterian Church and just how we're making sure that cacao farmers are getting paid and having a living wage and all the chocolate is ethically made and it's a really big thing nowadays because a lot of people don't stop to think about the things that they're wearing and eating and making sure that the places that it's coming from are actually good and like they have a good outsource so I think it's really important to just educate people on that. Free fair trade chocolate. Would you guys be interested in any? Hey, it's free. Hey, what's your name? Uh, my name is Yoshi. I'm from Whitney Young. I'm a junior. Excellent. And uh, how did you get involved in the fair trade stuff at Whitney Young? Um, so we have this wonderful class at our school called Global Issues, or more uh, commonly called Global Citizenship. And our teacher, Ms. Boyle, is all about the you know fair trade world market, mad lessons on it. And she got us out here you know, actually making a difference. Uh, did you meet anybody who uh, seemed to know about fair trade chocolate? Um, the people we're working with at the cathedral have just stocked us up with, it's called TCHO, you know, um, I know this name with no slave labor. We're not allowed to go by Girardelli, they said, because they will complain that we're, um, you know, bad for business. Got the fair trade. So there's a little taste of what's going on out here as the young people from Whitney Young try to engage people with fair trade chocolates here on Michigan Avenue. We're going to run back inside and chat a bit with uh, the folks inside. I'm Jerome McDonald. You're listening to Worldview on WBEZ, and we are back inside at the Fourth Presbyterian Church. We're here at Fair Trade Day celebrations, and it's the magnificent mile of Fair Trade right across from the John Hancock Building. And with me is Anne Michelle Boyle Quinlan, teacher at Whitney Young High School, teacher of the Global Citizenship class. Hey, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be with you, Jerome. I am thrilled that you have made Whitney Young High School a Fair Trade High School. Thanks. Well, it's important, and I'm excited uh, to be here with 55 of my super fabulous students, and hopefully we're the beginning of a whole lot of other high schools joining the fair trade movement. I, I didn't know that high schools could be a fair trade high school. How did you figure this out? Yeah, so um, so fair trade campaigns, Fair Trade USA has a number of requirements that you need to meet to be designated a fair trade school. So you need to have education in your curriculum where students are learning about fair trade, which is what we do in our global citizenship class. And we also have some field trips involved with that class, like this field trip right now. Yay. Yeah. And then you have to have a couple events, um, school-wide events, wholly dedicated to fair trade. Um, so we did a couple events. One, we brought Catherine from Chicago Fair Trade to come in, speak to 500 of our students, along with Nazreen, who experienced child slavery and ma making clothes in Nepal. That, that must have made a big impression, because she's a powerful speaker as someone who has been through child slavery herself. Absolutely. I mean, she fundamentally changes how you view clothing, food, everything. I mean, it's, you know, it's before Nazarene and after Nazarene, A-N-B-N. <laughs> and so that's great that 500 kids got to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that, and so when you, do, are there things you have to do with the administration to make them um, <laughs> use fair trade products? Because it's very, you know, I tried to get B Corp soap into our bathrooms for a while, and it was pretty tough. Oh, I bet. Um, yes, um, but I'm, you know, really lucky to work at Whitney Young High School, where we have an administration that says yes way more than no. And so when I ask 
they say yes. Um, whether it's using the theater to you know put on a fair trade event, or we did a, a, an event on the bridge where all of our students passed out fair trade chocolate and educated everybody on what it means to be fair trade. Uh, we also had a fair trade coffee tasting there. Um, and in terms of fair trade sourcing, um, our coffee shop now sells uh, fair trade tea, equal exchange, and um, you know administration said yes when we asked and then we asked the economics teacher that runs the coffee club with the coffee shop in the morning and he also said yes so. <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah now now the interesting project of this is to get more high schools to do this and become fair trade high schools and learn about ethical commerce um, and your students are going to actually help do that. Yeah, it's really exciting. So at Whitney Young, we have a class called Senior Experience, where seniors essentially create their own curriculum and um, propose it to the school, and the school usually says yes. And two of our students are going to be interning with Catherine from Chicago Fair Trade all of next year, and their primary job in this role is going to be um, trying to get more schools involved. You're listening to Worldview on WBEZ. I'm Jerome McDonald, and I'm talking with uh, Anne Michelle Boyle Quinlan, teacher at Whitney Young High School, the first fair trade high school in Chicago. And we're at the Fair Trade Expo at the Fourth Presbyterian Church, right across the way from the um, the Hancock Building. And I wanted to um, say, talk to some of your students. And uh, Eleanor and Audrey are here. Uh, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. <laughs> now, tell me about the Global Citizenship class. What, what happens in there? Um, so in Global Citizenship class with Ms. Boyle, um, we learn about world issues and just kind of how to um, be a better global citizen. So learning about international issues, not just um, issues at home. Um, so whether that's learning about fair trade or learning about in the environment, um, it basically is just an all-encompassing class about social issues and how to make a change in this. Now, Audrey, I understand you're in the Fair Trade Club. Yes, That's yes. like an after-school gig? Mm-hmm. Um, we actually meet before school on Mondays oh. to talk about what we can do within our school and without um, in our communities. Like, I'm personally trying to get Fair Trade PE uniforms and spirit wear into our school store so that people can participate in Fair Trade even if they don't have the time to go out, go to a Fair Trade store. I didn't know that there was fair trade gym uniforms mm-hmm. out there, <laughs> but somebody's doing that, huh? Because mm-hmm. why not? I mean, we're in a we're in a place where everything in the in this home studio is fair trade, so why not gym uniforms? Absolutely. <laughs> and Audrey spearheading that. So, um, yeah, are colleges doing this? Is this a college? I mean, college where I know that there's been a big move towards uh, towards fair trade products and ethically sourced right, products, right. but I didn't know anything about gym uniforms. Yeah, um, I'm working with um, companies that customize um, uniforms, especially for colleges, and seeing if they'll work with us and through CPS. Ah, very good idea. Um, Eleanor, what's been the best thing about this thing? I think uh, what Ms. Boyle does a great job of is connecting the issues to real people so that um, you can empathize with them a little bit better. And so with fair trade, it's very easy to just go about your normal purchasing habits um, and not even think about fair trade. But what Ms. Boyle introduces in the class is learning about the people on the other side. We learned about Rana Plaza. Um, we learned about slave labor and producing chocolate. And so when you learn about the real stories and the real people, um, it helps you make better choices in terms of incorporating fair trade and then also thinking about other people as you go about just your daily life. Well, it's next-level stuff that you're doing there in the Global Citizenship class. That's awesome. Thanks.
Um, we, and it's next level stuff being a fair trade high school. This is an awesome thing, and I hope we'll have lots more. Yeah, it's really exciting, and I'm excited to just keep moving forward. Hopefully next year we can get some PE uniforms, and it's step-by-step step. every year we're going to get some more fair trade in the school. Anne Michelle, Anne Michelle Boyle is uh, from Whitney Young High School, the first fair trade high school in the city of Chicago. And thanks a lot, Audrey and Eleanor, for talking with us about uh, your experiences with global citizenship and the fair trade club. Thanks a lot, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you. you. Coming up after the break, we'll talk about food and fair trade. Stay with us. I'm Jerome McDonald. You're listening to Worldview on WBEZ. This is Worldview on WBEZ. I'm Jerome McDonald. We're celebrating World Fair Trade Day at the Fair Trade Expo at the 4th Presbyterian Church. Come on by if you're anywhere near Michigan Avenue this afternoon. They're going to be around even uh, after work time. There's going to be a fun social. There's 30 uh, groups here that are here, fair trade organizations, and they've all set up, and they've got this pop-up house, and we're sitting inside a apartment building full of nothing but fair trade stuff. It's really awesome. Come check us out. We're at the 4th Presbyterian Church across from the John Hancock building. Our next segment has to do with food, and we have a young chef here. Evan Robinson is an 8th grade philanthropist, organic gardener, and former Master Chef Junior finalist. It is great to meet you, Evan Robinson. Nice to be here. I was watching your clips on television. You've been doing uh, lots of interesting stuff. How did you get so involved in food? Um, so watching my parents cook started making me want to cook because they always have these fun parties and everyone just gravitated towards the kitchen and I wanted to be able to provide that type of joy to everyone. So um, I then just started uh, watching YouTube, watching cooking shows. Well, I've always been watching cooking shows and then um, I just started uh, getting more into it and then I asked my parents if I could try out for MasterChef Junior and at first my mom was like, she was like, um, maybe not. Uh, let's try it maybe next year. And then I kept talking to her, kept uh, asking her, and she's like, okay, fine, eventually, fine. And my dad and me went to the audition, and then um, she could see that this was actually something I was really passionate about, and then she supported me 100%. Uh, so I guess it all really started there. That's terrific. And explain what you're doing here at the Fair Trade Expo today, because you're doing something pretty cool. Um, so here at the Fair Trade Expo, I am having a pop-up shop featuring five bakers, and uh, each of them have their own sort of fun goods. And one of them, I actually partnered with their cookie, uh, bake their cookie uh, bakery, and I made two types of cookies with them. Um, so all the money is going to fight human trafficking, both locally and internationally. So it's going to the Dream Catcher Foundation and UNICEF. Um, so I'm just trying to uh, because. Uh, human trafficking is not a big issue that many people know about, and I'm trying to spread the word about it to everyone. This is a great thing. Now, you've, you've been doing a lot of philanthropy. You yes. did Pies for Puerto Rico? Yeah. That was, uh, I think it was when, it was when uh, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, and uh, I, did, I was cooking empanadas and pies in my home kitchen. So there obviously isn't a lot of space, but I was just spreading word through my Instagram, my uh, Facebook. Uh, it's at Evanated. And um, I was just trying to get the word out there. And people who were out of town also, they could buy virtual pies, which I would then bake and then deliver to the homeless, and all the money would still then go to Puerto Rico. So uh, over four events, I raised over $4,000. 
That is tremendous, Evan. That is really an awesome thing. And um, as you mentioned, the Dreamcatcher Foundation is going to get the proceeds from uh, all your, the baking baked goods here at the yes. uh, Fair Trade Expo. And it's great to have with us the executive director of the Dreamcatcher Foundation, Brenda Meyer-Powell. Great to meet you. Well, thank you. It's so good to be here, and it's so good to be here, invited by a young man that knows so much at the eighth grade about human trafficking. I'm very, very, in, I'm very flattered how, and, 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 how, and just at awe with him. How did you find out about human trafficking and, find, and make a concern out of this? Um, a couple months ago, I went to the Chicago Fair Trade Conference, and uh, there, there were a bunch of people talking about different things. There were students from Whitney Young who were talking about how they made a club. There were people who made a fashion line using fair trade products. And then there was a guy from UNICEF talking there, and he just broke my heart talking about human trafficking and all the statistics that he brought up and how it's such a huge problem in today's world that not many people know about. And then when Fairtrade presented me with this opportunity of uh, raising money for a charity, I immediately thought that it should go to human trafficking. So I wanted to have both local efforts like the Dreamcatcher Foundation, but then also just around the world. So that's where UNICEF came in. That's tremendous. Um, I'm anxious to know more about the Dreamcatcher Foundation. You're down in High Park or down in uh, the and south That's side. where our main office is, but we're all over the city of Chicago because Chicago needs this. Um, one of the things that people don't know that Chicago just went from number five to number three in human trafficking. So our issue is getting worse, and we need to spread more awareness about that, and that's what I'm glad that uh, someone like Evan wants to talk about this. The Dreamcatcher has been in existence since 2007, and in that time, we've uh, reached out to over 3,500 girls in Chicago, um, and that means that we've given them some type of support, whether it was a toiletry bag, um, you know, condoms, different things that we do on the street, because we feel like um, crisis doesn't make an appointment, so we go out to the women. We don't wait. We don't put up a sign and say, come to us. We go to the women. So we're out from 11 to 5 o'clock in the morning when all those type of things are going on, and we work with the ladies. We give them hugs, and we're concerned about their welfare, and we give them numbers that they can reach us later so that they can, you know, whatever they want to do. If they need rescuing, if they need intervention, we do prevention. We do trainings for law enforcement and other um, agencies around the city. The Dreamcatcher is about human trafficking. Our average age of entry into human trafficking is 12 years old. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so we really are passionate about what we're doing. We're doing not only am I executive director and co-founder, I'm also a survivor of human trafficking. So this is what I do. This is my passion. I, could, I, I do, don't think I'd be doing anything else right now. Tell us a little about your experience. My experience was bringing, I'm growing up in Chicago. My mother died when I was six months old, put into the care of a grandmother that drank heavy. So I was molested most of my life from the age of four or five years old. By the time I got... Um, to nine or ten years old, I had saw so much and so much had been done to me. And I used to look out my window and see these ladies working in front of it. Um, I ended up having two kids by the time I was 14 years old. And I needed to make money to support my kids. And somebody told me that I could go down on Clark and Division and do that. And I got kidnip- kidnapped by two pimps who took me to a, a cornfield and threatened me. And they kept me for six months where they beat me. And what they pimps call seasoning and did what they needed to do in order to make me work. I got away from it due to a truck driver that was very friendly, and he took me home. But when I got home, I found that nobody had looked for me, which broke my heart, and I couldn't stay home. 
So I went back out to the streets. And for the next 25 years, I was out there in the streets, and I was sold from one pimp to another. I've been shot five times. I've been stabbed over 13 times. Um, human trafficking has a lot of violence in it, and these are the type of things that happen to girls, and I know this, and so that's why it's such a serious passion for me to be out there before because the average woman in human trafficking only has a lifespan of 38 years old. Um, so I know that what I'm doing, I'm supposed to do because I lived a little bit longer. I got out of it around when I was 39. So since then, I have been um, a advocate and a person that wants to help our girls get off the street and want to prevent them from ever getting on the street because if we educate them, then they'll know what to look for and know what to be aware of so they don't get caught up also. I'm talking with Brenda Myers-Powell, and she's executive director of the Dreamcatcher Foundation. Um, and your your goals uh, in the near term, you're trying to get a house going? You would like to get we a We would like shelter? to get a, tr- uh, a crisis center because there are other organizations that do the work also that we can transcend our girls to, but we need to get them prepped to make that next step. It's so hard to get out of human trafficking, and that's what we prepare girls for. We're trying to get a $100 challenge going, a hundred, $100,000 challenge. Okay, cancel the 100 It's a $100,000 challenge. <laughs> Um, for us to get our uh, to start our crisis center but on a daily basis we are fighting human trafficking and any proceeds any money that you'd like to donate you can go on our website at the dreamcatcherfoundation.org and donate because it takes a village it takes people to help other people and that's what we need we need your support Brenda Myers-Powell, Executive Director of the Dreamcatcher Foundation, uh, thanks very much for sharing your story and being with us. Keep up the great work. Thank you. And Evan, what a great thing you're doing. Evan Robinson is here, and he's an eighth-grade philanthropist, organic gardener, and master chef junior finalist. And he's going to be here all here with all day with his baked goods, benefiting the Dreamcatcher Foundation. Uh, thanks a lot for your enthusiasm for life and yeah. uh, the way you're going about it. You're doing a great job, Evan. Yeah, I think stories like hers is the reason why I wanted to start doing this. Because when I learned that kids at the age of four could be harvesting my sugar with a machete, that really just scared me. And then I wanted to be able to do something as soon as I heard about it. Well, so, keep, yeah. uh, keep up the great work, Evan. And uh, keep going Thank with the, the food enthusiasm. Yeah, will do. Thanks a lot. You're listening to Worldview on WBEZ. I'm Jerome McDonald, and we're at the Fair Trade Expo at the Fourth Presbyterian Church. We're having a great time learning a few things and uh, dealing with food in this segment. And next, we are going to talk with a couple of food purveyors here. Chef Aaron Lindgren is here, and he is with Chicago Artisan, which creates handcrafted chocolates. He is Chicago Fair Trade's newest member. Great to meet you. Thank you, Jerome. I appreciate that. Now you're doing. Uh, you've got a little um, uh, event that you're taking part in here this afternoon. Uh, absolutely, we're uh, selling fair trade cocoa to support fair trade. And so we had some of your fair trade cocoa when we toasted. I'm, I hear it's the best. Uh, fair trade cocoa in the planet that your uh, that your uh, material is just uh, outstanding quality. Uh, well, I really appreciate that compliment. Um, I'll leave that up to you guys. <laughs> I, explain um, why you wanted to deal in in fair trade chocolate and why you wanted to make an effort. Well, absolutely. So I came up uh, in a culture of chefs with uh, Rick Bayless, Charlie Trotter, and people who. Um, tried to instill in chefs that um, it's up to us to uh, 
try to quote unquote be influencers um, by using farm to table whenever possible. And when you are using outside of your community or not able to use local, that you're doing it with um, socially responsible practices and environmentally conscious. Um, you, you're health conscious too, and you're doing um, uh, quite a bit of work with um, uh, hemp. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hemp seed is an incredible food, um, which tends to be overlooked because of the stigmas related to cannabis. Uh, as soon as you even say the word cannabis, people right away jump to a whole other world. Um, I've gotten a little exhausted with explaining uh, dosing and what will CBD do for you, um, and I'm just really looking forward to uh, hemp as a culinary ingredient. And um, maybe it sounds a little far-fetched, or, you know, I came from Berkeley, but uh, I do believe it can save the world. It's kind of got a campy tone but that's the bottom line explain what a couple of your products are well absolutely so um our quote-unquote signature product is um the dow of nuts it's something that i uh, fell in love with years ago and and it's something i'll continue to make forever um i only make a few products uh, i enjoy making hemp seed brittle uh, the dow of nuts is caramelized almonds or pecans with tahitian vanilla sea salt extra brute cocoa, and guitar chocolate, which is fair trade, of course. Well, uh, it sounds terrific and delicious, and people can go to the Chicago Artisan uh, website and see the material, and of course, you're here all day today. Yeah, please do, and learn a little bit about hemp while you're there. Before we leave uh, today, we want to talk about one more thing that's been happening in the food world that's pretty cool, Farmer's Fridge, and the chief growth officer is here, uh, Shana Harris. Shana, how are you? Nice to see you again, Jerome. I'm great. Um, I, you, you're, uh, explain what Farmer's Fridge is and what you're doing. So Farmer's Fridge is a network of, of fridges around the city of Chicago, Indianapolis, and Milwaukee. We sell healthy meals out of vending kiosks. We're in hospitals, universities, places where people are looking for something healthy and don't necessarily expect to find it. Uh, there was one uh, at the train station where I was at, and yeah. people were are out there buying salads and getting good food and not and lousy food. Absolutely. O'Hare Airport, uh, some of the, the flight attendants and pilots are some of our biggest fans there. So you were trying to fuel a, a healthy food revolution. So um, w- w- explain where people can get more information about farmer's fridge and get a machine because this is this is coming to people by machines i imagine you want people to buy machines and and become well so you can go to farmersfridge.com and request a fridge we use fair trade quinoa in our bowl which is one of the reasons we're here today Um, and we're just really happy to support the movement well it's been awesome to be here and shana harris is the chief growth officer at farmer's fridge and using fair trade quinoa in her bowls and you can check it out anywhere you want and i hope a lot of people will come over here to the fourth presbyterian church and check out all the fair trade offerings there's 30 vendors here there's um this fair trade apartment we're in with nothing but fair trade products fair trade pillows fair trade socks fair trade stuff in the fridge it's all going on and i hope you partake and you can raise your level of awareness about uh, ethically made products and ethically made commerce. So thanks to everybody from Chicago Fair Trade for making this broadcast possible. I'm Jerome McDonald, and you've been listening to Worldview on WBEZ.